Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. Yes, it's been a minute. We have some details. Uh, well, let's get to the kid who just finished his exams. Mason, how are you? Drinking a Sleeman. Yeah, sorry. You caught me mid-sip there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking so happy to be done. I, this kid uh, hates got- school. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm a big fan of school, actually. Hey, he wants to be but, like me. Minimum wage. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, I had a lot of shitty fucking exams. I'm actually done early. Nursing program had my exams a little earlier, so I got out a couple days before everyone else did, which is nice, and zipped on home, got settled in. My mother, of course, made changes to the house in my absence, but I'm becoming used to it. So no, it was, it's nice to be home. Nice to be back. Uh, have some free time on my hands, get to watch hockey, get to record more consistently. We get to kind of go whenever. Thank God. Ready now. because I got some free time for once. Um, yeah. Happy to be back. How about How you? How were your Corey? finals? How were your finals before we get to How are my finals? Brutal. We're um, confident. We're not wasting our time. Yeah. I had a sociology final. Mm-hmm. That was uh, the biggest whole answers out of my ass final ever because was that the study the study of people? Yeah, it's the study of like people, and it's like everyone like to do it's like every single first year's like elective basically. Yeah, and I just kind of fucking didn't pay attention. Went in, went in blind. I, I think I passed. We hope. I think I needed like a, a 30 to pass the course. So I'm not it's the only one I, w- I was at risk of failing, but I still I don't know. It, I think I I think I'm fine. Uh 
what else did I have? I had pharmacology. Nurse fifteen fifty. Don't um, even know the oh pharma. Okay. Pharmacology. P H. I'm thinking F A R M. I'm like oh, okay. No, cool. like the like study pharma. of farms. So it's like this study. <laughs> so it's like learning like about drugs, and like prescribing drugs as a nurse and distributing them. And that's where the stuff. money's at. You do fuck all. Well, it's scoop some pills. It's basically about how we're going to save your life when the doctor inevitably prescribes you the wrong thing because doctors are idiots. And maybe I, I should have did that in my in. life. What's up? Yeah, maybe I should have did that. I, I would not <laughs> have the patience for it, but um I don't have the patience for it either. I my prof likes to do like it's like a multiple choice question but case studies. So it was like <clears throat> I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know, like a normal multiple. I won't under I won't understand it. It's okay. You've done you've done multiple <laughs> choice. You've done multiple choice exams where it's like <laughs> yeah, the, the ones that you can pass. You, yeah, but you, you get like pass. you get like a sentence, right? Mm-hmm. These are like half the page. Like uh John Smith, 35-year-old male, has come in with blah 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 and this symptom, and these are his vital signs, and da 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 and you have to choose what to prescribe and stuff like that. So that was a little bit of a pain, pain in the ass, but I think I passed it. And then yesterday I had my fucking human anatomy final exam. Uh 140 multiple choice questions. Uh, I had, it was a three hour exam. I did about, I think I had, there was probably like 60 questions. I knew I was like pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And then another, like, I want to say maybe 40. Yeah, I, I was, winging it. No, no, no. That I like kind of had an idea. Like it was 50, 50 between uh-huh. two. Okay. And the next 40. <laughs> <laughs> I was going A to the B to the That's C hilarious. to the D to the A to the B. And yeah, no. I, you know I how like, you know how they say um when you're in doubt, you know, it, back in the day, it was always when you're in doubt, go with C. But then you know, professors would be like, when you're in doubt, always go with your first not guess, you know, but go go with you know, go with what your thought your first thought was. <clears throat> My problem is that I have have text test anxiety so by the time my brain is like you know what we need to go with the first what our initial thought was i've done ran it four five six times in my head and i don't know <laughs> i don't know which one was the first one anymore so then i'm stuck on one question for like 20 minutes you know like and it, it can be completely asinine and i know there's people that suffer with this shit but like i can study I can study. Like, I can go into this motherfucker like, yeah, I'm going to beat the wheels off this test. I know, you know, front and back the entire book. My teacher knows I know front and back the entire book. I get my test back. I got like a fucking D. And she's like, what happened? And I'm like, I have anxiety. That's what fucking happened. Taste. I, and and if you take the test after, A, a and it's like, oh, it's because you, you knew you were wrong. It's like, no, it was because the, the stress levels aren't there anymore of the initial test whether no, or not i knew so- i paid like if if i would take the test and there's people like this in this fucking world i know i'm not just the only idiot where if you take the test the first time 
and it's got to be people with test anxiety, right? You take the test the first time, you don't, they don't give you your fucking grades. You take the test again. The second one will always be fucking better. And it's not because you're getting second eyes on it. It's just that like your stress levels are lowered. You're, it's not about confidence or anything. You're just not as anxious. Like you can give me a second test that has completely different questions. And I would do better on that one than I would the first one. So fuck school. Uh, no, like I kind of, I see what you're saying. I, <laughs> I just like, I'm one of those people. I always not even like, because I do like necessarily because I do well, I just test very quickly. Right. Like yeah, I'm always a speed runners. People. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I just like, I'm not, I get stressed, but not, I don't sit there and look at a question for five minutes. If I don't know it, I move on. And then I come back to it at the end and I'm just like, I make an educated guess, but <laughs> this fucking, cause it's 140 questions. I just didn't, it was only worth 20% of my mark too. So I didn't study super hard for anatomy one. And for me, like, usually I'm like, you know, like 10 people, if 10 people are done before me, it's a surprise. Well, like after the, you're not allowed to leave till after the first hour. After the first hour, the TA says, you know, oh yeah, you can go ahead and leave. It's 140 multiple choice questions in human anatomy. It's not an easy subject. Like fucking six people stand up at like an hour. I'm like, what the actual fuck? It's 140 questions. They did more than two questions a minute, bro. Hey, I'm like, who Don't, you can't are shit you? on people. You can't shit on people for test anxiety. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with, I don't want to do it, but these fucking kids nowadays always on their phones and shit. You know, I'm sure there's a level of anxiety. That's it's probably fucking worse now. I don't know. I'm like convinced that these kids either. Well, like, cause there was calls them kids. He's 20. When I, when I say there was like 10, right. Mm-hmm. half of them looked like and i'm not trying to you know like give stereotypes here they look like kids that definitely knew every question on that fucking exam <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> they didn't look they didn't look like they were from the south they, 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 like they had not, a shot in life the odds that they had scholarships that covered like 75 percent of their education is very high mm-hmm. the other half <laughs> were kids that Thank i was leaders. like you are definitely a business major and this is your elective heard that type kind of like, like they look they look took one look at that exam said no and just crossed everything off <laughs> so but i was i was just i don't know i was stressing because like i don't want to say like 25 people were done before i was Right, and I had like the net, like a couple questions left, and I was just like, "Yeah, fuck it." It's like, this is my last exam, and I just yeah, throw it, eat. throw it to the fucking <laughs> wind, baby. It's fucking, we yeah. out of here. We partying when we get out. Or you ever do that strategy where you're like, "Well, a bunch of them have been A and B in a row, so <laughs> you got a ballpark. You got to go for it. Yeah, you got to you got to change it up. We'll change up. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this is suspicious. I've had four A answers in a row. Dude, that's uh all right. Before we move on, uh what's what's your ritual? Last last 
exam ritual? What are you doing as soon as you get out? As soon as I get out or before I go in? No, no, no. Before. I know what you're doing before. You're just like, you're just chilling. You're just chilling. You're just like, all right, I'm kind of pumped. I got one more. I chug chug a beer before every exam. Nice. I like I don't know why. It just that's that's cool. That's that's I like that. Like not enough to like actually feel anything, just enough to be like take the edge off. Yeah. You know, maybe I should have did that. Oh no, dude. I the last day I would have a pre-rolled blunt in my bag and as soon as i would walk out the fucking door i would light up and i would walk to my car you should see you should have lit that before this isn't this isn't fucking uh this isn't the breakfast club dude i'm not like fucking walking out like looking to get fucking kicked out of school what i gotta keep going you're telling me you had test anxiety and you never thought to go to an exam stoned oh no yeah, I've done that. You know what happens? Dude, I start drawing. I can't do that shit. <laughs> Dude, I can't do that. I look, man, you I've I thank you. I thank you. But I've definitely tested that theory. That shit doesn't work for me. That shit doesn't work for me. My mind goes, I'm hungry. You haven't eaten in like 15 hours. What are you doing with your life? Uh, you know, then then I just start getting generalized anxiety. <laughs> And then I start doodling. I mean, fair enough. But no, dude, I would just, I would smoke as soon as I got out. <clears throat> as soon as I get out, I'd park the car a good wa- good ways away. I'd walk through the the nice grass and uh, kind of jog to my fucking car so I can get to the closest friend's house where everyone's at, just getting annihilated. That's valid. No, yeah, I fucking. I, th- I was actually thinking about coming home Friday night, but after th- my exam was at 7 p.m. too. So That's I got out at 8 30. It was 7 to 10. And yeah, there was no, I, Dude, got I couldn't home. do a night exam. I need that shit to be over in the morning. It was terrible. I got back. I cracked open a Sleeman. I was like, yeah, okay, I need this. And then I'm going to pack. And then I cracked open another. <laughs> Dude, I get so fucking anxious before exams. Like, it's kind of gross, but dude, like, I can't shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so like, like as soon as the exam's over, I gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never, I've never got to go. That. Because I'm just tense. No, but I've always had the mentality that like I can't do anything about it. Like, I either studied enough or I didn't. That's and- the thing. It's it's not it. I, I understand that it, it was never about, you know, there, there were definitely exams where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in here. You know what I'm saying? That anxiety is different from just, just straight up test anxiety. Like it wasn't whether I did or I didn't it's, I start reading the fucking sentences and then the sentences it, it's as if like, I'm a, I don't speak this language. I can't read this language. Like I start looking at the sentence and then I'm like, they're trying to fuck me. They're trying to fuck me in my head right now. Like they, there's something wrong with this sentence. The way that they're wording it is wrong. It's not about whether or not I studied. I know the fucking answer, but then now I'm double guessing myself because the way that they worded the fucking question. Yeah, that's all. So it, that's all it is. It's, you know, oh. the preparedness, definitely, you know, 
there's anxiety when it comes to that, but it was never like, look, I'm, I'm either good or I'm not. It was going into every one of them being like, let's see which, uh, which, you know, comma that they throw in here. That's going to fuck me for the rest of the evening. Like, yeah, no, I can't say I've ever had that, but I mean, everyone, everyone has their own experience. Um, but you know, kind of moving past that, I'm sure you're, day was a little different or your week was a little different than mine uh oh, you were, you were saying crazy dude Jesus. you got to work a uh a bill burr <clears throat> yeah um so it was my first week back to work it sucked um no one wants to go back to work i think the second day in uh they told us that they were getting rid of half of the job of our department which uh, obviously, you know, when a minimum wage overworked employee hears that, you're going to go, okay, cool. We're cutting people too. Are we getting fired? Uh, are we losing hours? What else are we losing? So uh, big change is coming. Uh, my fucking, uh, excuse me, my, my, uh, my boss is retiring which is going to implode the fuck out of the department even further. Um, and then on Wednesday, a fucking another tornado went through my town. Um, and my job had us leave early that day and, and hopes to get home on time. Instead, me and my cousin were about three minutes uh, ahead of almost getting killed which you could say is a blessing, but I can say my company could have just let me work my full fucking day. And then I, I wouldn't have been scared shitless speeding down our fucking local highway. Um, and then I worked Bill Burr on Thursday. It was really cool. <laughs> uh, Bill Burr was sick. Uh, some people think he's obviously controversial. He says some wild shit. I get that. Uh, but it was a really good show. Um, I was a little busy, not gonna lie. Didn't know if if you if y'all wanted to know what people drink for Bill Burr, what what is the common drink? It's Stella Artois. I changed about six fucking brand new half barrel kegs. Uh I'd say about 30 minutes of into him, uh well, into the people getting in. And um he was really good, really funny. Obviously, throws, you know, like there's always like that one they they throw like a local uh thing in there and it pumps the fucking crowd up you do it like really early in the set but no really funny people were really asinine and upset because they had their phones put in a lockbox, and they were like this is bullshit i can't check anything i can't check my fantasy i can't watch anything i can't take videos i can't can't take pictures of me having a fucking pretzel um uh, because it was a taping for his new special so uh... i don't understand why you can be upset when you're in the presence of a special like you're like when you go back and watch this one on fucking netflix or hbo or whatever there. you're in the fucking crowd like this is a, a special fucking moment between you and the fucking comic and you're gonna sit there and bitch that you can't watch uh zion williamson have a game <laughs> throw a ball you know what i'm saying um so and then and then of course my petty ass i'm fucking watching the uh <laughs> the ducks game on my phone, like in plain sight, people are getting upset. I got fucking cops like asking me questions why I don't have a lockbox. I'm like, yeah, it's because I, 
you know, when I get a call to change something, they, they, you know, they do so on my phone. You know, this is how we, 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 we keep up with what the fuck we got to do in here. Cause it gets so loud. Um, but Bill Burr was really good. Long set. Uh, and once, once they come on, you know, it really does die down like the, the beer calls and all that shit. So, uh, you get your ass kicked a little bit in the beginning and then, then you're free to watch the set. So I just post up, um, in one of the better spots to watch where you like really close to them without being in people's way. And I just watch from like the stairwell. I watched like a 45 minutes of his set and I was like, okay, well, it's time to go home. So I got paid to watch a, a comedian that I like. Uh, I love his show on Netflix that I think is over. I don't, I don't think they're going to get another series, but uh, F is for family. If you haven't seen, it's really good. It's based off of uh, more or less based off of his childhood. Great show animated as hockey in it and shit too. But uh, yeah, so a wild week. And now uh, the weekend's being capped off with, oh, also my wife started her new job. So there's been that, you know, so it's just been really fucking busy here. Uh, and then I'm going to a concert tonight. My buddies uh, are finally back doing music, getting their shit going. And they got their first show tonight. We're going to go to that, have a couple of uh, have a couple of pops and have a night. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, we're, we're going to uh, what does Donnie Duffy say? Having a time. We're going to have a time. Having a time. Having a time. We're going to fucking we'll probably bump that on the way. I got all these idiots listening to it. Uh, it's not like every day, but like when we, when we do get together, cause the boys don't get to see each other anymore. Everyone's married. Uh, one's got a newborn, you know what I'm saying? Like the group's kind of disheveled, but when we get together, uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll find a way to, to really spice it up tonight. Cause everybody's having a time. Everybody's having a time, dude. Donnie Dunphy needs to like make a world tour to New Orleans. He'd fucking love it. If we could track down Donnie Dunphy and get him on the podcast. <laughs> i would well, be so incredibly happy if look i think this is how we got to do it we I, i've i gotta go buy both of his books but we gotta get <laughs> there's no way he has books no, no not donnie not donnie Dunphy. <laughs> yeah how to do a wheelie the book you know the the tales of donnie Dunphy. all right um, for those who may be um newer listeners and don't just don't remember don't know what we're talking about how like probably a year ago yeah more or less yeah i introduced to Corey actually over a over a year song yeah i introduced to Corey a song that was uh charted at number one in newfoundland called having a time by donnie dumphy it is the funniest newfie like video song you will ever hear and it has become a cult classic in <laughs> the parish of New Orleans. <clears throat> Sorry, what? St. Bernard Parish. St. Bernard Parish. The parish. New Orleans. Couple of yats. Chalmations. Yeah, no. Uh, I'll take credit for that. The, the fucking, we, we, we blew it up. We blew it up down here um, because it's a great song. And I swear to God, uh, I love Terry Ryan's podcast. Um, I love Donnie Dumphy, his goofy ass videos. It's basically just a northeastern St. Bernard Parish, more or less, more or less. And I think that's why people vibe with what it. is uh, Newfoundland. Like Newfoundland like, is, dude, it's its own planet. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> if you could see, look, there's New Orleans and then there's the parish. There's fucking, look, 
God, I'm terrible. I don't know how many parishes there is. You know why? Because I'm, I'm not a kid anymore, and I don't I don't have the the you know the pop quiz fucking answers anymore. But there's only one parish. There's only one de parish. You know what I'm saying? And that's Saint Bernard Parish. And these <laughs> idiots down here are fucking proud of that shit. You know, like they'll go to fight. They will fight you over why we all de parish. You know, and like that's like in that song. Like that song just breathes Saint Bernard Parish. Like Donnie Dunphy, if you just took St. Bernard Parish and threw it in Newfoundland, it would blend. It would blend fucking perfectly. And you'd be, you would just accept Newfie, it. Yeah, but that's I will definitely... say, though, Newfies blend with anybody. <laughs> they're just going to have a good time. Because they're just having a time. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, we do have some hockey <laughs> to talk about. Believe it or not. Yeah, uh, there's, the Habs there's... are terrible. But that's what, that's what we want. That's what we want. Terrible. Surprise, surprise. They're not good. We're getting they're back not in the race, run. baby. <laughs> uh, big, two big four-point games for the Habs. A loss to the Senators and a loss to Anaheim. <laughs> big for us in the race for Connor Bedard. Um, yeah, look, I think this team's just revealing who it is, and I think it's revealing – and I don't think this has been talked enough of like talked enough, talked about enough. Holy fuck. You got it. Starting to become a newfie. I can't speak. Um, don't be mean to them. Sean Monahan not being in the lineup, I think is huge. A huge reason why the Habs aren't winning games. Say what you want. The guy produ- was producing at a high level when he was out. Um, I hope he's back soon because I think teams were absolutely going to be willing to pay for him he played so well and yeah like just this is who the team is we knew they were getting lucky this is the reality of the situation the goaltending was probably going to dry up and it to be fair to Allen and Monty they've still played well but just not at the elite level they were playing Mm -hmm. and you know the penalties and the lack of a power play were going to catch up to us and lo and behold they are so I didn't get to watch uh, too many of the games too in depthly. I was studying while I was watching all of them, but I was uh, watching that fucking painful Anaheim Ducks game. And Corey, do you want to just jump right into the power play and talk about it? Or do you want to? Well, there's not a lot of great things. <laughs> so yeah, the power play got awful. <laughs> It's for like the last fucking decade. And I was, I just think like you're up against the worst penalty kill in the league. The team that takes the most penalties in the league. And you still, I don't think, did they score a power play goal? I don't think they did. They did not. I'm going to double check quickly here. They um, did. They did. They did. It was uh, scored one. Cole Caulfield, the, our first goal. Cole Caulfield in the third. Yeah. Cole Caulfield, a great fucking shot, like, out of nowhere. Like, basically behind the line. Like, the Habs just can't. Like, you can't expect results when you when you play like that. It's just brutal. Um, I know Burroughs has been getting a lot of the hate. I think justifiably so. But I think Marty St. Louis has to answer for this as well because, and I don't like, 
I want to say management, but it's not management because it's been over a decade. Like I, three, I think it's a mentality. Like it's just they don't. I, look, by no means am I a fucking coach, but I and I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I don't see us changing. We didn't change more or less anything other than putting Caulfield in the right spot. Uh, I don't but know. If- they also play slaff on the this. I was losing my mind, going fucking mental, because we finally saw slaff on the top power play, and these fucking idiots are playing him in as a net front presence as the screen. What have we seen? What have we learned about slaff? Is that He's getting better off the puck, but when he has the puck is when he's at his absolute best. And I, I've i been saying it for a long time. Look, Slav has a laser beam. Yeah, he's got a shot. But his ba- best attribute is his playmaking, his passing ability. He lasers it. I think that's why... A lot of the time, we saw Jake Evans and Josh Anderson in particular. Slav would laser up puck and it bounces over their stick because they're one, they're not expecting these passes. They're they're not anticipating the vision that Slav has, and two, they're just not used to handling a, a hard pass like that. And he mm-hmm. rifles it, <laughs> which is a great all the great makings of a guy who can play the point on the power play. Like, I don't understand. Like, the point should be a guy who, Corey, if you disagree, like, jump in, please. But in my opinion, it should be a guy who, one, can rifle the puck. Yes, okay? That's important. He needs to be able to have a little bit of a slapper just to have that threat. But most importantly, he's got to be a passer. He's got to be a playmaker, which Slaff is. Because you, I know they want... They want Caulfield on his offside for the one-timer. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You want Suzuki on the right circle so that he can do his little curl and shoot that he (laughs) sells from that spot, right? Yeah. Kirby Doc behind the net or in the bumper is has been perfect. He's been really good. Get Slaff on the point. Mike Hoffman who's going to fucking fire the puck every chance he gets and not pass to Cole Caulfield is not the fucking solution. And neither is Jonathan Druin. <laughs> as well as Druin has been playing, you have a number one pick. I love that he's on the second line. I love, I love that he's playing with Kirby Doc tonight. Doc is centering his line. He needs, mm-hmm. and the only issue I think we'll see with that line is that both Doc and Kof and not Caulfield, sorry, both Doc and Slavkovsky really need to shoot more. So that's the only issue I think we could see there. But you know, he needs people to play with and he needs opportunities. I love that he's getting them there, but he needs to get it on the power play too. Because at it's it's one thing if the power play was top 10 in the league and you, you could say, oh, we'll ease Slav into it. You're dead last, and you've been dead last in percentage since 2017. What are you waiting <laughs> for? <laughs> like, no, you got you're it. Absolutely right. Yeah, it's been tough. Um, 
I, I, I don't, I don't know what to do to fix it. I think you made some great points though. Um, the other night there was a, a Mike Hoffman where he can easily cycle the puck, you know, can keep it moving. Just, just takes a pointless fucking shot. He's always um, taking pointless and, shots. And it's not, it's not like, and yeah, I can't really see it from his eyes, you know, so I can't see what he, you know, if he sees something, but I mean, he shot it immediately into like the people that were, you know, more or less blocking, um, who were they playing? Anyway, they were blocking the goalie. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he shot it and it ricocheted off of one of their bodies. Like, it didn't even, it didn't even have a chance to get on that. I just don't know what he's thinking. Uh, well, I do. It's it's just just if it's on his puck, he's rifling it. Um, I don't know. I think you're right though. Give Slavkovsky, put him on the point, um, and let him let him make the play. It's proven. Oh, absolutely. Like, so. if he's going to, like, I just don't see why you're not giving him the opportunity. You should. Maybe we'll he's still here. I doubt it. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy, like you said. Glad you brought it up because I just jumped on uh, daily face off with the line combo. I love that he's up up on the second line with uh, Kirby Doc, Jonathan Duran. Um, I Give just, him some talent, yeah. Like, he were, he, he's not – I understand that the Habs are a little bit strapped for talent at the moment, mm-hmm. but play him with skilled forwards. Play him yeah. with guys who can finish. And Drew N is never going to be an elite player. It's just not. It's not going to happen, right? We expect people expect too much from him, but I think Drew N knows how to play with elite players because he was an elite player in junior. And coming into the league early on, he flashed that potential, right? Yeah, like he could be the glue guy for some elite. Like he can, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he can, can fit be, in. I believe that Jonathan Druen can be a guy that plays on a second line with skilled forwards. Absolutely, he can be the sixth man in a top six. Um. So yeah, I like I like that they're going to give him that opportunity to play with Slav and Kirby Doc, and I hope that he kind of helps elevate both of their games. He can also slide in to help Doc with the faceoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, Duran is no faceoff expert, but it's an option, right? You're not going to have to have Slav taking faceoffs if Doc gets kicked out. Yeah. So I like it. I like it a lot. My um, um... My only fear with that, though, is – and, I mean, you kind of hit it on the, the head perfectly earlier. If Slavkovsky, playmaker, he's going to want to pass it. Same with Kirby Doc. I feel like there's going to be a lot, like – I think it'll force one this of them could, to shoot, though. But I'm thinking – okay, yeah, I see that, but I also see it like Jonathan Drouin's going to have, like, a very uh, above-average uh, shot shots on goal tonight. Drouin's just not a shooter, though. But I think I think they're gonna just keep forcing it to him. Like I or or we're gonna just see three guys just pass it and never fucking shoot like I don't, the other night when we thing. had zero fucking shots on goal. I don't think that um I think that was the I don't think Slaff is a guy that's going to undershoot the puck in his career. I think right now it's just a confidence thing. Mm-hmm. Well hopefully hopefully that is the case. And I also we think we got two guys that are maybe could help him gain that confidence. Like we're giving it to you for a reason. Take it. No, absolutely. Um, by the way, just because I've been seeing a lot of Drew and hate, I don't fully understand 
Drew Ann in Montreal last year had 20 points in 34 games, six six goals. Like, <laughs> yeah, came back. I still and think was like putting it on. <laughs> I know he struggled this year, but I think it's very likely that Drew Ann could. But put he's, up points again. how many games has Drew Ann played? His first game 14. was not that. Yeah, he mean he's struggling. Fucking <laughs> oh no no no, no. he's struggling. struggling. Yeah yeah, but I'm just but saying like it's like. I don't think – I just don't think – like, at 27 years old, I don't think Jonathan Drouin has passed – I don't think he's over the hill yet. This is a guy that hasn't been healthy since 2018. Mm-hmm. So, I think it'll be I, – I like this line, and I hope they give them an opportunity to kind of feel it out and try playing with each other. I hope that we don't get caught in a blender here because I think consistency is key for all three of these guys. Two of them are very young, and one of them needs his confidence back in Drew Ann. Mm-hmm. So I think giving them all the opportunity to play with each other, you know, three or four games, uh, I think four games at a minimum, three, maybe three at the bare minimum, see how they play together, see if they mesh, and then take it from there. But uh, before uh, we get too lost in this conversation, uh, we have a message from our friends at DraftKings. Absolutely. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their games and get $150 in free bets if they do. Uh, I mean, fucking Sunday. Let's just say this is going to come out Sunday. You got Ottawa, Minnesota. Uh, you got Pittsburgh versus Carolina. New York versus Chicago. That's should be fucking easy. Uh, Winnipeg versus a pretty good Seattle, uh, and then you got Calgary, San Jose, two teams that are kind of shit in the bed. I wouldn't really go for uh, too many parlays, but the money line should be good for you. Uh, if that wasn't exciting enough, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot and an even bigger payout. Y'all, don't don't sleep on it. If you haven't already, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, Mason, we're back. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, so... I'm glad we got to talk about that. But before we move into our next topic, uh, the World Juniors, you actually brought up, uh, you wanted to talk about something. And I'm not very knowledgeable about it, but if you want to kind of take the reins, because this was something you were pretty excited about. Well, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Uh, a couple, when, when this, when this league came about, well, it, it's been around, but when they we're talking about the PHF, okay. But when the, the PHF uh, changed their name, their inaugural season, all that, the COVID bullshit. Uh, This is a league that I'm sure a lot of people thought was going to just go under because of COVID. And that hasn't been the case. Um, And I admitted that I didn't know fuck all about women's hockey. And we had that whole discussion a while back on, while these, these are tremendous athletes and deserve, um, you know, their time in the sun. Also, this is, this is a big moment for them because uh, they got a massive salary cap, which is, I don't want to hear it. Some people say, okay, that's not shit compared, <laughs> compared to the NHL, but uh, 
their their last season salary cap increase was uh the league minimum of an NHL player at uh 750 Jesus seven <laughs> $750,000. Thank you. Uh, to this year's $1.5 million per team. Um, they're, they're saying it's like a 900% increase since 2021. Um, they're also going to they're, – they're looking for – obviously, it's going to do like health care benefits because if I'm not mistaken, they don't get health care. These women work full-time jobs and then come after work to play uh, the game that we all love, uh, but it's going to get facility upgrades, obviously. But the league expansion part's pretty cool because I'm sure Mason, I, I think I, he didn't even fucking know about it. I didn't know about it until I saw this. The Montreal uh, is a there. There was an expansion for this year, and I'm sure there's going to be multiple because that's another thing uh, with this big, you know, this big increase in salary. Um, we're going to have more expansion teams, but the seventh team was introduced this year, which is the Montreal. I think it's La Force. Uh, sick fucking see, logo. Sick logo. dude. I thought the much. See, I, I get confused because I was like, like very sure that. Because mm-hmm. there's been, there was like two women's leagues for a while. I thought Montreal had a team. Well, I maybe, they, maybe they did. I remember, I remember for like a couple of years, mm-hmm. there was uh, Les Canadiens, like, like the female Canadians. I think you're right. I do remember that. Um, well, maybe this is the start of the new one. Uh, logo sick. I fucking love it. Uh, my last name starts with an F. So, you know, big, big guy, big guy on nice F letter logos. Um, it kind of looks like the fucking, the, the end points of a, a good wrought iron piece in the city, you know, like some iron workings and then the, the little part of the F is like the, the curve of the bottom part of the Florida Lee. It looks sick. Uh, maroon and red, you know, great color combinations. And then they got little Florida Lees uh, in red accenting all over it. Uh, they got three jerseys out. Um, they're all very, very good looking. Um, but this is sick. I think, uh, I think, you know, these players, these athletes deserve a lot more of their time. Uh, our time, especially when uh, there's no good games on or there's only shitty football on or something like that. But uh, they have an ESPN contract. I said that uh, the last time we talked about the PH, the PHF is that I had no idea how to fucking watch it. And I had people reach out to me. Uh, some of our great fans were saying that they had just gotten into a contract with ESPN and no doubt you can watch it on the ESPN plus app. So when the two games that they have on ESPN plus one of them, if it's a local team or by local, it's like seven hours away from me is fucking blacked out. Cause it's a monopoly. Um, I can watch a PHF game. I, uh, until now, I, well, let's not say that. I, I do like, uh, the Connecticut whale sick fucking team, sick logo. I love the, uh, Hartford whalers. Uh, they're playing out of Dansbury too. So I really like the, uh... that. Isn't there the the Buffalo Buttes? Yeah, the Buffalo Buttes, dude. It's not sick. Sick sick Buffalo on it. (laughs) But look, dude, I think this is cool. This is awesome for them. Um, I would love nothing more than to get some southern states into this. And this Mm -hmm. is a great, this is the great way to do it. Um, you know, rebranding to the PHF, whether you like it or not. Um, I think this is big for this league. Uh, everyone expected this to, to crumble and it hasn't even even after all the adversity of like starting new and then getting hit with 
COVID and they tried to finish out their season. They went into like a bubble style tournament that like the teams all got fucking sick and they just had to cancel. Uh, trying to think of what their, yes, uh, what is the, what is their cup called though? Their, jeez, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on it, but it's really, uh, they tried, it didn't work out. A lot of people like this is not going to fucking work. And here it is. They're leaps and bounds making it work. And I'm just so happy for them. Uh, I'm happy that they're going to get bigger, bigger teams. Oh, I also didn't, I didn't get to say this, but they're moving to a uh, 84 game season, which is uh, that's, that's fucking big. That's awesome. I think they're only playing like last year. I think they played 20 games. So they're going to go into a full-time professional hockey career. Um, and then with it, keep keep going up like this. They won't have to have outside jobs. They can actually consider this their career. And I think this is huge for, for women's sports. No, that's awesome. And I think with anything um, in the entertainment industry, obviously the consumption, the fan base has to be there. Because, you know, it's one thing to say, we want to pay everyone equally, but it's another thing to earn it. And clearly with this increase in wage, the women are earning it, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to double the salary cap if they can't afford it. So clearly yeah, or, these or the, are doing. I'm sorry. Or the, like the attention isn't there. Well, know? yeah, but clearly the women are doing a good job um, putting on a good show, right? Like, yeah, they're, you know, they're earning these, um, sorry, how, how, how do you want to put it? They're earning the money they're making. They're not just getting it handed to them, which is mm -hmm. even better. Like they're building oh. it the right way. They're not exactly, just, they're not just bringing in like a pool of, of rich motherfuckers to, to fake it, you know? Exactly. Like, well, it, it, it breeds long-term success if, yeah. you know, the growth is there. So that's awesome. Awesome. Oh, the, the cup is called the Isobel cup. Isobel. Okay. Call it that. So. So yeah, uh, that's awesome for them. But yeah, let's uh, let's get to uh, a Mason rant that's about to uh, be thrown. A uh, quick rant. <laughs> um, Team Canada had its tryouts. Um, really unfortunate. They were in Halifax. Unfortunately, Riley Kidney, a who would have been a returning player, was cut uh, due to injury essentially he didn't get to play basically he got injured mm -hmm. in a short tournament like this it happens it was very unfortunate for him we feel terrible it was his hometown in halifax too i think canada would have been smart to keep him anyway based on the guys they cut him for but you know the injury does make it difficult what i'm really scratching my fucking head about is cutting owen back now Maybe I'm biased because I'm a Habs fan and maybe I'm doubly biased because he's from Port Hope, Ontario, my, like my hometown. Yeah. But the kid was dynamite. All the scouts said he played great. He fits perfectly. He's, I don't, I just, team Canada always fucking does this. They don't just take the best team. They have this weird misconception that they need to bring like fucking fourth line grinders. Now I'm sure Colton Doc, Kirby Doc's brother, mm -hmm. is a nice kid. And I know he's a good hockey player, but he is not a better hockey player than Cole Owen fucking Beck. The greatest up-and-coming kid around. He's yeah. like he would have fit perfectly on a third or fourth line role as the center, 
uh, probably fourth, but he's a two-way guy. He's not going to hurt you defensively. He's going to, you can put him in the defensive zone for the defensive draws. And also a very important element. He can play offensively. You just, you should take the most talented team. Team Canada never fucking does. They go about and make these weird decisions. They cut Brant Clark. Was it last year they cut him? And this year he's playing in the NH. Like, it's just, I don't know. They make the dumbest decisions every year. No one ever knows what they're going to pick. We were talking about this beforehand um, on Twitter and, you know, just in general. <laughs> it's like with Team Canada, whatever you logically think they're going to do, they, they do the opposite. Not to mention they still are, you know, being kind of catty and coy about this whole sexual assault incident um, mm-hmm. kind of bothers me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not fucking happy with, uh, the way they've, uh, kind of, how do you want to say gone about things? And I'm just, I was, I'm annoyed. Rug. <laughs> I don't think Owen Beck should be cut either. I think he deserved absolutely fucking deserved a chance to, um, play and I'm pissed. He, he didn't get that opportunity. So a little upsetting thought we'd have more we thought we'd have uh eight Habs prospects when we only have six i mean only we say only six is a lot but we thought we'd have eight um joshua was still made the team and uh excited to see him play looks like he's gonna be playing with adam fantilli or shane Wright. either or is phenomenal and i think he's gonna play a big role um on that canadian team as a returning player as a player who played uh predominantly on the top line last year um, and with Connor Bedard at times. So, and Mason McTavish, he was on Mason McTavish's line when they won. So yeah, excited to see what he can get done. And uh, honestly, I, I, you know how I feel about the world juniors. I'm fucking excited to watch it. It's Christmas time tradition for us. So I'm pretty excited. I'm excited too, um, because now it's getting, um, because of like ESPN and ESPN is not going to have it, but because hockey is like getting popular again, thanks to like TNT and ESPN rights and all that shit. And in the new streaming services, like it's, it's reaching the South and that's fucking awesome. Um, I think you guys uh, snubbing my boy. It's going to fuck y'all. It's going to bite you in the ass. So uh I'm I'm sorry for y'all. I think that's a that's a foolish mistake. I mean, not foolish enough for us to lose to you guys. You but... think so? You think so? We got a hot group. We got oh, a fucking hot buddy, group. You you do not group. have a hot group. <laughs> you don't. The, the team that is coming your way, Corey Connor Bedard was breaking Gretzky's records last year. Okay, that's one guy. That's just one guy. Uh, Shane Wright is in the NHL. Uh, Adam Fantilli. Uh, okay. Joshua Baugh. Um, who else? Who okay. else is on? Like the team is Logan just Logan Cooley. Logan Stankoven. Logan Cooley uh, in the Kevin NHL. Korczynski. Kadagoshie. The only thing you have. Red going Savage. You're going up against Red Savage, son. Is, uh, is Lane Hudson. McGrory. Lane Hudson scares me. Lane Hudson. We got Luke Hughes. You're not, you're not winning, though. Come on, bud. Luke no. Middlestat, come on now. You're reading. I can tell you're reading off a fucking. <laughs> I know these names. You I know don't these know fucking names. The kids. 
Yeah, you're right. I don't because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing when it comes to this. Okay. But guess what? I know this team's got fucking heart. And you can't and tell me. They're not, they're not putting out kids on the fucking street that we know you can't better than half that fucking team. Because you don't have you don't have other talent. You can't tell me that I don't want to team... hear that shit because Canada's they're they're, they're going to be in one soon because the U.S. is going to fucking overtake there Canada tell, on prospects. You cannot sit there and tell me that you've got a squad this year. We got a squad. And then say, and then say <laughs> I don't know any of these players. I didn't say that. I named the ones I did know thanks to the draft. Lane Hudson, Thanks. baby. He's going to hold that. He's going to glue this shit together while mm-hmm. y'all sitting in the back, while you, while your buddy's watching it at home, unfortunately. Okay, he could buddy. Fucking, he could put the team on his back. You know what he's going to be doing? Stuck at home. Well, anyway, uh, I think that kind of wraps things going up. Going down. Anything else going on. <laughs> no, that's it. I, I got to go see my buddy. Uh, shout out. Shout out Born Astray. If you like... Uh, if you if you're like an old fuck like me that used to love like metalcore and shit like that, and you you're you're living in the the pop punk scene nowadays, uh, check out Born Astray. If you like Kane Hill, uh, their bassist Jesus, why am I why am I fucking that up? If you like Kane Hill, their bassist is the is the bassist in Born Astray. Uh, I've known him uh, since fucking high school. He was in Miracle at Saint Anna, which is the the fucking metalcore group that put Shalmet on the fucking map, baby. The parish, the parish hardcore scene, uh, with my one of my best friends growing up, Cody Palazzolo and Jesse Rogers. Uh, this fun group is back together and making a, a fun pop punk sound that's going to get the people dancing out there. We don't have Sleemans, but we'll be busting back something that does have flavor. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. I'm about to get the fuck up out of here and go watch a more or less a revival of the St. Bernard Parish fucking music movement. Mason's going to have a Sleeman. Yes, sir. You got anything else to say? Uh, No, just uh, hoping for a big dub tonight. Hoping uh, for a big dub. Uh, who? We... Yeah, that's I not say, I say that's it's funny. I say we want to lose, but every game I watch. Yeah, you want. I, I I'll, never, I'll never not want this team to win, especially against the Lightning. Come on now. Fucking, they don't have surrogate chap. They're fucked tonight. That's all I got to say. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you all so much for listening. This has been Habs Nightly, folks. Thank you all for always understanding that life gets in the way, but it's never too important to talk hockey. It's what's going to fix this fucking world. Throw that hockey Band-Aid on it. Um, anyway, if you like what you heard, give us a follow. Uh, fucking rate and review our shit. That'd be great. It It sends it to more people. Uh, if you have something to say, send it to us. Let us know. We have a stream pipe, which is um, uh, www.speakpipe.com forward slash Habs Nightly. If you want to leave an audio message, if you want to just leave us uh, something that's a little bit easier, you can do so at HabsNightly at gmail.com. We check it frequently and we can't wait to talk to you guys, especially if you all have something for us to talk about. Um, we always want to make you guys feel like you're a part of this. Anyway, this has been Habs Nightly. Follow us on Twitter at Habs Nightly and myself at Bayou Benders. This is it. This is the episode. We cannot wait to talk to more Habs with you next time. We love y'all. Good night. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network.
New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.